again, fellow travellers, and welcome to podcast 145 in our series, You Should Have Been There, with me, Mick Webb. And me, Simon Calder. And this week, we have a very special guest, a traveller and YouTuber who shares his worldly experiences with a huge number of followers, three million of them every month, which I think might be as many as us, Mick, um, or possibly even more. I'm talking about the host of Walter's World, Mark Walters. And welcome to You Should Have Been There, Mark. And where in the world are you talking to us from? Hey guys, thanks for having me on. I appreciate the invitation. I'm actually in my office at my day job right now uh, in Illinois. Uh, We just got back from the uh, Dominican Republic a few days ago, and now we're back home for a little bit before the uh, next trip to Brazil. Well, hello from me as well, Mark. This is Mick here, and I must say I'm surprised you have any time to uh, do a day job because I've very much enjoyed watching your very witty and useful videos on topics as diverse as five things that you should never put in your checked luggage, six unwritten rules of European train travel, and travel as an overweight person, and that's just for starters. I'm looking forward to chatting in a bit more detail in a moment, but uh, could you please bear with us, Mark, while we highlight some listeners' comments on our recent podcast about new ways with hotels? Of course. We've got to hear from your fans. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, we don't have all that many of them. Not as many as you. But uh, anyway, let me start with a a PS, I suppose it would be, from Lucy Thackeray, who was our esteemed guest on that show about hotels. And after it, she tweeted, Thanks for having me, chaps. Just realised I should have quoted Jane Russell in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, the world's best cruise ship movie, when moaning about getting back on the cruise ship at 5pm. Why, that's just when life begins. I know how you feel, Lucy. All the best lines come to us a little bit too late. Anyway, regular correspondent Tim Coxon picked up on Lucy's assertion that the posh of the hotel, the worse the behaviour of the guests. He says, Lucy is spot on about entitled guests and you don't need to go high end to experience it. Just give us a nice room with a big bed, a couple of comfy chairs, a balcony if in warmer climes, a fridge to chaw some drinks and ideally an ice machine in the corridor. Bliss. Um, By the way, why is an ice machine deemed such a luxury in Europe, Tim wonders? I've stayed in all kinds of hotels and motels in the USA, and they all had them, even the real dives. Mark, um, what is it about the ice machine, and do you miss them when you're in Europe or somewhere else in the world? Well, I think part of it is in the US, if you get a soda at at a restaurant or a bar, it usually comes with free refills. So you like to have that ice in there to keep it nice and cold so you can drink it up and they can refill it. So that's one of those things that we always have. That's why Americans, when they when they go abroad, they're like, dude, what's with the one ice cube? Or, <laughs> wow, I asked for more ice and they give me two cubes and people like blow their mind like, dude, I want a full glass of ice. But you're right. I mean, your, your commenter, your fan pointed out like everywhere you go in the US, I mean, we're talking like total dive, like, should I even be here hotels? has a nice ice machine where you go get your ice and you have your bucket because sometimes you have some drinks, you know, when you're back at the hotel room. So you need some fresh ice. <laughs> anyway, back to listeners' comments. In what must be a first for You Should Have Been There, Nick Treby got in touch with a shout-out for fellow acousticians. This is an excellent podcast talking about hotels. Acoustics gets an early mention. Us acousticians spend a lot of time trying to get that right. 
Now, um, I must say, Nick, I've stayed in plenty of hotels that would have benefited from your professional services. Um, but uh, we also had this back to basics tweet from a certain Simon Calder. Simon, tweeting to your own podcast, is that allowed? I, I think all is fair in love and social media, Mick. But yes, I just simply wrote because I was in a hotel in Constantine in eastern Algeria um, that has everything you need from a hotel, a bed, a shower, a light that sw- simply switches on and off and nothing you don't, including a Pillow Sommelier, one of the uh, uh, services that uh, Lucy mentioned. Have you ever met, Mark, a Pillow Sommelier? I I have seen at like when you get into some hotels, nice ones, they actually have like a little checklist. What do you like? Firm, memory foam, down, goose pill, goose feather. There's only been maybe two hotels where I've gone to that had that. Um, because usually that means I cannot afford to stay in that hotel. <laughs> And that's a, a good test, yes. Anyway, the um, the tweet uh, provoked a certain amount of interest. Gordon Dow, for example, had this to say. So true, Simon. Can't stand those Saturday newspaper travel section items with the most iconic hotels, the most luxurious hotels, etc. All you need is a good bed, a good room and a good shower. There'd be hardly any travel pages without those lists, I suspect. But the most discussed item, rather to my surprise, was broached by Susanna. Does it, she asks, and she's talking about your hotel in Constantine, Simon, have an actual solid wall dividing the bedroom from the bathroom? (laughs) Every hotel I go to recently seems to have a glass wall with a bit of frosted glass, or, as in a hotel in Havar in Croatia, just a chest-high partition. I can't be the only person who likes a bit of privacy. And Ducatista tweeted, admittedly, the last hotel I was in was a few years ago, but I've been to a good few in my time and I've never encountered anything like you describe. Ah, but another friend of you should have been there, Rebecca Halpen, responded, Unfortunately, I've seen quite a few bathrooms with glass partitions when browsing hotels. It's one of the things I check so I can be sure not to book them. Um, Mark, you've stayed in a million hotels very often with your family. Um, does, uh, do you find um, bathrooms are kind of uh, uh, incorporated into the room design in that sort of way? Yes, Um This is one thing that I have noticed in the last five to 10 years happening more often where you have the glass partition. So literally you can shower while watching your loved one go to the bathroom, which is a little odd. Um, I know we, we, I taught in China one summer. And so we were there, we had a, a hotel for seven weeks and there was a huge window into the bathroom. And so it'd be like, hey, um, I got to go. You guys want to look the other direction? I have seen that quite often. And the the one that has the the partition, the, the like kind of like chest level or what I found, it's like neck level when you're sitting. Like that's the one that always gets me. So it's like you're just sitting there like, hey, what's up? Don't mind me. I'm uh, I'm doing okay. So uh, so sometimes we'll be like, you know what? I got to go. Why don't you all go down to the lobby for a little bit? <laughs> Well, thanks for bearing with us, Mark, and um, all our eccentricities. Um, it's now I mean, time we literally to... bared everything for this one. But... Yeah, absolutely. It's now time to hear about your own um, very successful YouTube project, Walter's World. Uh, now, I gather you have 2,000 videos, which puts our um, measly 145 podcasts in the shade. 
Um, and for listeners who don't know about uh, Walter's World, here's a clip to give you an idea of what you will see and hear. And it's actually from the beginning of your recent video on the don'ts uh, of visiting Canada's lovely Montreal. Hello fellow travelers, Mark here with Walter's World and today we're in the beautiful city of Montreal and today what we have for you are the don'ts of visiting Montreal and you know in these videos a lot of our don'ts are more do's but I really want to start off with a true don't when you come here in Montreal and that is anytime you're going into a restaurant or you're going into a store don't just start blaring in English look this is the French speaking part of Canada we're in Quebec we're in Montreal they speak French here, so you should try to speak a little French. Now, having said that, don't worry if you don't speak French because everyone here pretty much speaks English. When you're in Montreal, they speak English just fine and they'll understand you just fine. But it's kind of rude just to start blaring in English. So make sure you use your bonjour, which is good day, or bonsoir, which is good evening, or merci at the end of your meal, which is thank you, or maybe a s'il vous plaît, which is please. A few words like that go a long way to ingratiate yourself with the locals when you're here. So, Mark, um, uh, fantastic stuff there. Tell us how, when and why you started on this um, amazing social media journey. So it actually started back in about 2007. I started making like YouTube videos. But where Walters were really started, we actually started like the loves and hates and the don'ts. And Walters World came about was in 2009. And our honest travel video stuff really came about because in 2008, actually, I was in Italy and I bought a guidebook at the airport in Venice. And the guidebook made every town sound fantastic. Like, oh, my God, I have to go here. I have to go here. I have to go here. And, and so I was doing my PhD at the time. So I had like it was between semesters. So I had a little bit of break. I was going to go visit my friends in northern Italy. And so I get the book at the Venice airport. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. So I'm reading through like on the train to go see my friends. And I'm like, oh, this town sounds great. It's the first one in here. It's not in alphabetical order. It's just the first one they have listed. I show my friends whose families have lived in that region for, I don't know, 500, 600 years. And my friends go, wow, that place sounds amazing. I've never been there. I've never even really heard of it. I'm like, that should have been a red flag right there. The people that have lived there for hundreds of years, like never heard of it. And the guidebook is like, oh, yeah, it's got this great museum. The palazzo is amazing. The square in the center with a the market there really, you know, takes you back to old world Europe, blah, blah. You know, the over the top crap that they sometimes sometimes give you. But this at the time, I mean, I didn't really know, but I read this. I'm like, wow, this sounds great. My friends tell me, hey, look, if this is good, we'll go with you this weekend as well. But go check it out. And so I go. The museum has really nothing spectacular and nothing really amazing in there. The the the, the palazzo is getting re, rebuilt. Um, and the, the best was the market square that takes you back to historic Europe was a parking lot. And I remember, <laughs> it was like, oh, come on. And, I, and what really upset me, because, I mean, I was I had time off, you know, so I was in my late 20s and I had time off, you know, to go and do these things. But I was thinking my friends back in the US and US they get we get no vacation the first like five to ten years you work okay so I'm thinking my friends they get one chance to go to Europe maybe some people in their life you know because it's not a cheap trip from the US and I'm thinking wow if you would have read this guidebook you would have stayed maybe two nights in this city and that's 20% of your once in a lifetime vacations is this dump town that has nothing really to see it's not worth going to 
And I still remember thinking how upset I was. And I'm like, you know what? I bet this person like got some nice thing, nice payment or maybe a free meal or a free beer to say something like way too nice about a place. And I just was like, that's not right. People need honest advice. And so from that moment on, I said, look, everything we do, we're going to be fully honest, transparent with people, tell them the good and the bad. So then people can make a better decision on where they go. So then therefore they're better prepared because I've seen people get upset because in Portugal, you have to pay for the bread. And they're like, that ruins their vacation. I'm like, dude, it's <laughs> But the thing is, if you know some of those things before you go, it almost makes you feel better about it. Like, oh, I know that trick. I know what's going to happen here. We don't want to pay for that. So don't eat it. You know, people feel more prepared. And so that's what we really try to do is just give people the skills so they can travel on their own, not get ripped off, but they're really prepared for it. And it really came down to just being really disappointed in that guidebook. And I see that now with you know, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, I'll see people that it's a sponsored thing. I'm like, okay, it's sponsored. I understand you got to pay, you know, you got to pay the bills. But when they go over the top, I mean, I, I always talk about this one uh, YouTube couple. They used to always, they went on this trip to Mexico and they, in three videos out of like in three weeks, they were like, this is my favorite place in Mexico. I'm like, <laughs> what are you that? I'm like, oh, well, they, they paid us. We had to say it. I'm like, so wait, so was it? Well, no. I'm like, so I can't trust anything you say. And so that's why I was like, look, we are going to be honest. So no matter if you watch a video on, you know, the unwritten rules of train travel, the don'ts of going to Charleston, South Carolina, you know, culture shocks when you go to you know Brazil, you know that we're going to give you what you need to know and it's not going to be influenced by other stuff. So that that's where it really came out. Because I guess I just got such a like a passionate feeling for not letting people, you know, get the wrong idea about place they're going to go. You should know so you can enjoy it more. No, I, t I absolutely take the point. And um, I, I noticed that um, uh, I think it's probably the most watched of your what not to do in traveling is the don'ts of traveling in the United States, which has attracted 5.4 million views. And I've made it 5.4 million and one. Um, Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that, Nick. I, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, uh, and it's very practical advice. And uh, one of the things was don't touch the Americans. Um, now, that had never occurred to me before. Oh, yeah. No, in the U.S., it's very much we have our little bubble. This is this is pre-pandemic, post-pandemic. It doesn't matter. I mean, there's the bubble. And in the U.S., people don't really get up close and personal unless it's like your family members or you're really, like, really, really, really good friends. And even then, people are like, yo, dude, step back, you know? So when they go to, you know, South America or they go to Italy or France where people are a lot more closer or if you're in China where you're always, like, packed together in late places all the time, the Americans tend to have a little bit of a, like, claustrophobia feel. And so I've had friends come to visit from different places around the world. They come to the U.S. and they're, you know, they're like right up next to you. I'm like, it doesn't bother me, but I, I'm like, you might not want to do that with my friends because they, they, that's not a normal thing here in the U.S. So that's why I thought it was a very important one to bring up very early in the video. Uh, that is so interesting, Mark. It is simply one of those cultural things I had never thought about or noticed, but I will be very conscious when I uh, venture across to the US, which I'm going to do very soon, actually, to a place called um, Louisville, Kentucky, which isn't a million miles away from um, your place in central Illinois. Is anything you can tell me about that? I've not found your guide to it. Online. Oh, so we, we do have a Don'ts of Visiting Louisville video. So just look up the Don'ts of Louisville, Walter's World, and also on our Walter's World Each channel, we have what to eat when you go to Louisville as well. And Louisville itself, uh, one of the don'ts is, don't worry, you're not going to say it right because people say Louisville, 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 Elvis. Like there's so many different ways. Even the tourism board there has like a, a glow in the, like a, a neon sign of all the different ways people pronounce it. They're like, hey, as long as you're here, 
it's all good. Uh, but when you go there, you want to go to the Brown Hotel and go eat a hot brown. It's it sounds silly, but it's like it's like a American Thanksgiving dinner all in one plate. But it's amazing. <laughs> like it is amazing. It'll burn the heck out of your mouth. So be careful. But it's amazing. And also the Brown Hotel has an amazing bar. So so that's one thing. Um, if you go there, the Muhammad Ali Center. So if you if you like boxing or don't like boxing, you want to hear about Muhammad Ali, that's a really cool thing to see and do. But the biggest thing when people go to Louisville, they go do the Bourbon Trail. And they go and visit a bunch of different um, distilleries around the area. And, yes, you probably don't want to drive on that one, but you can get tools that will take you or find a friend that's going to be your designated driver. Because I, I went there last year with a friend of mine. We had a great time. So I love the way you say Louisville, I'm going to try and practice that one for when I go there. Oh, no, they'll hear your accent. They're like, oh, no, no, you can say that when you want. And they'll be like, it's so cute. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> what you say do- it again, Nick. Louisville. Well, you do say that people are actually um, genuinely very friendly. And uh, that extends to um, restaurants and the like, where um, I've always sort of thought that when my uh, server, waiter, waitress was wishing me a wonderful meal and, and a wonderful day and stuff, I just sort of thought they were saying that in order to get a tip. But you suggest that actually this is quite genuine. Well, I mean, I'm not going to be, I can't lie to you. Like some of that is also like, hey, the nicer I am, the better I treat my clients, customers, guests, the better tip they're going to give them. Well, let's not say it's like all altruistic. But no, in the U.S., that's one thing. It's like Americans are actually very nice people. Like I, I did a video on like the friendliest people I've seen around the world and the least friendly. And like I didn't bring up Americans because I'm, I'm from the U.S. So I thought that would be like, you know, like let's take outside where I'm from. But honestly, you cover the U.S. people in general are really excited, especially if you're like, oh, where are you from? Oh, you're why, why are you visiting Louisville? Oh, what, what are you going to see? Because people tend to be excited. And sometimes it's funny. I found this not just in the U.S., but all around the world. People that live in a city are the worst tour guides and don't know what to see and do when you're there. So you have to do your research before you go because they go and like, oh, what did you see? Oh, that sounds cool. And I can't tell you how many times I've gone to places and met people like, oh, that's cool. I should do that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you probably should. <laughs> <laughs> um, can, can I just pick up on the uh, the, the server yeah. and the um, tipping and so on? Um, you make the point very clearly. Don't think that the sticker price the ticket price is the yes. end price that is most definitely the case for meals because sales tax is going to be added and then you have to tip something far bigger than you would ever contemplate in in yeah. the uk um 18 minimum these days 20 percent if you just want to be normal um is that is that well it right? depends where you're going if you're in a bigger city they usually say 20 percent. if you're in a smaller town it's 15 to 20 percent. like 15 percent is like the minimum and no one's going to force you to do that. And this is one thing is I have a lot of videos on tipping around the world. And those videos get the most like mean comments. I will never tip. They should pay their people more. Down with the system. This is wrong. I'm like, it may be wrong, but you have to understand those waiters are making like $1.50 an hour and they make way more money because of tips. And that's why some of them do become waiters because you make more money off of tips than if you had an hourly wage. Uh, so for them, it's to their advantage to give you a good experience, make sure everything's going well, making sure that you always have that free refill of Coca-Cola right there for you. So th- that's that's one of those things. Um, a lot of your videos, Mark, are about 
behaving well as a as a tourist, you know, sort of doing the right thing or getting the most out of it anyway. I mean, what are you like as a traveler? So for me, it's funny. I actually asked myself this question recently when I was filming uh, in England and I'm like, you know, I like to see the meet. I like to see people, meet people, eat the food. Like I want to learn more about the culture, you know, kind of stuff. Um, the museums are fun and all, but like I've moved away from I got to see every single museum to I would rather take like a cooking class or a painting class or or meet some people because I'll meet people at bars and stuff. And we have fans around the world, so I might do a meetup. Like, hey, let's hang out. I just want to I want to talk and learn about what it's like at York, you know, in New York, or what it's like in Liverpool. Like. The, the scholars were awesome. Like I, I can't say enough nice things about the people in Liverpool because they were fantastic. And I'm like, oh, so I ended up like it was like getting to know the people made me more passionate about making the videos for those towns, you know, and also it helps me understand the culture better so I can give that to travelers that are going to go there so they understand because, you know, Liverpudlians get this like kind of bad rap. But I'm like, oh, no, the scholars are awesome. The Liverpudlians are great. When you go there, like you'll see how proud they are of their city and they want you to enjoy it. Whereas if you're a tourist, you just know, I need to take the Beatles tour and then I go see those nice buildings on the waterfront and then I eat some, you know, I eat some scallops and I'm good to go. I'm like, yeah, but there's more to it than that, you know? And so that's where my like really drive is. Like, I really want to make sure I'm meeting locals and talking to them and hanging out with them. And sometimes that's, you know, grabbing a beer in the evening and talk to the person at the bar or talking to the bartender. Like in Paris, we, I'll, I, I know a lot of bartenders in Paris now. Cause I'll go get drinks after a day of filming or eating and stuff and just sit there and chat with them. I'm like, man, you're trying to speak French. That's great. And they always switch into English because my French isn't, is not très bien, let's say. And they're like, ah, oh, let's move over. That's really cool. And I can't tell you how many free drinks I've got over the years just by trying to speak the local language. Oh my goodness. Well, you've been marked to, I believe, over 70 yeah. countries. What's your favorite? Um, is there anywhere that you really want to go to? And I guess you must also have a, a short list of places that you wouldn't go to at the moment. Yeah. So one thing, I, I will never go to a war zone. I will never fly over a war zone. Um, I have a family. I don't want to take any chances. I mean, we take enough chances when we travel. I mean, life is life, you know, but I'm not going to take overtly things like, you know, people are like, are you going to go to North Korea? No, I'm not going to go to North Korea. Are you going to go to Ukraine right now? No, I'm not going to go to Ukraine not, not right now. Like I have an 11 year old kid. I, I, you know, I'm not going to take a chance on those kind of things. So that's where I, I leave out when it's like extreme safety stuff. But the thing is, sometimes if you just listen online, like Brazil is supposedly so horrible and so dangerous. We go to Brazil all the time. You know, Nicaragua, oh, it's so bad. We had a great time in Nicaragua. El Salvador, yeah, they're walking around with machine guns, but they're not there for you. They're for other people, so usually you're fine. So, like, for us, it's about balancing those risks kind of things. Um, it's, but when it's an overtly, like, not safe thing, then I do I do avoid it. Um, in terms of places I really enjoy going to, I always tell people I love going to Brazil, but it's because I speak Portuguese. And if you speak Portuguese in Brazil, it is an incredible experience. If you don't speak Portuguese, it's a really nice place to visit. You know, like there's like, cause I always like the culture kind of stuff and the people side. Um, but honestly, pretty much everywhere we've gone, I'd go back to like, we love going to Rwanda. That's when my, my wife and my oldest son fight over who's going to go back first, you know? Why is that? Can I ask? This, the people in Rwanda were incredible. And, you know, most people, when you go there, like we only know about the genocide from like 27, 28 years ago. And I remember when we went there, we went the first time we went there was in 2019. And I was just trying to find information on Rwanda. There was nothing. It was all genocide. Don't go. You know, the, you, there's grill and grills in the mist. And I'm like, and literally, I'm like, we need to make videos just to like help people know that it exists and what's there. 
And so when we went, it was an incredible experience because they have all these genocide memorials and they do not hold things back. Like it will tell you the story of this, this little kid and it'll tell you exactly how they died. You know, but it's, I mean, it's incredibly moving. Like if you're under 15, you can't go into some of these things and for good reason. But you're there, you see how the reconciliation, you know, how it is and now how the people have come together. And like, you're like, man, we have, I mean, every country there's differences. U.S. there's political differences. I love a lot of this, but you're like, they were killing them each other. And they have overcome that to make their country a better place. You're like, if they can do that, we can overcome our political differences and our issues, you know? So that was, that was one thing that really like opened my eyes. But the people were so friendly and there's so few tourists that go there. Like we were going around and people would be like, oh my God, there's tourists and you're not just going to the gorillas? Because literally people would fly in Kigali and then fly to where the gorillas were, see that, then fly back to the airport and leave. They would never explore the country. So people were like, oh my God, there's tourists there. And then when they'd see our kids, they would lose their minds. Like they would pull out all the kids from the school, just see us and our kids. So our boys got to play soccer or football with local kids in like all these different villages and stuff. It was just like a really cool experience. And I'm telling you, if you're looking for really good soccer players, man, guys, go to Rwanda. There's some really good kids there. Get them in your in the, the system. They'll, they'll, you know, you have some good, get some good players, man. Well, we need some at my team, Crystal Palace. Um, yeah. Anyway, we won't go on about that. But um, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> um, Mark, um, you've um, well, I'm, I'm not going to call you a tourist, not at all, but a, certainly a traveller, and uh, I. You must have really kind of um, been noticing all the changes that are happening in um, in travel and the travel business. And uh, what do you think is actually going to happen beyond 2023 now that we let well, fingers crossed everything that the um, pandemic uh, is now more or less over. And let's hope that the war in Ukraine does get settled and uh, in a good way. And uh, what do you think, uh, what do you think the future of travel and tourism is likely to be? So I, I think the the crazy problems we had last summer with the airports, we're going to have that again this summer. Um, though airlines have made more flights, I don't know if enough airline airports have hired enough staff to handle it. Um, so you're going to have some of those hiccups. So, I mean, like I tell my American friends, get your Europe trip out of the way in May and June, because July, that's when, when Europe goes on vacation too, it's going to start having a lot more problems. Um, so I, I mean, in the short term, I, I see a lot more the revenge travel getting back out. But what we're going to see is last year, you saw people going back out to travel again after two years of not traveling. They were hitting those big main sites, the Londons, the Paris, the Rome's. You're going to Amalfi Coast was insane. Now this year, I think you're going to see people start to spread out again to go to some of the secondary destinations. Uh, you're going to see more of that. Um, I, I don't know if you're going to see as much. I mean, the 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 RV and van life kind of stuff is kind of kind of not gone its way, but the big wave is over uh, for that. So people are going to start going back into normal, like we used to consider normal vacation kind of stuff, where you have hotels. I think the blowback on the Airbnbs and the VRBOs and the apartment rentals with all the exorbitant fees, the hidden cameras that pop up places, you know, the, the crazy stuff you have to do before you leave, that has really turned a lot of people off. I know for us, it used to be if we were staying someplace three days or more, we're getting an apartment rental. Now it's like five days or more, we're going to get an apartment rental just because I don't want to have to spend another 300 pounds for a cleaning fee when I have to clean the whole apartment myself. Why, why am I doing that? 
Thank you, Mark. Um, I just wonder, a f- final question. You're at your office, you say, which I understand is in Champaign, Illinois. Um, first of all, do they know you at your office? Because it seems <laughs> that you're on the road the whole time. And secondly, um, is Champaign, Illinois, one of those places where if you'd looked up in your guidebook when you started all this, it would have said this is one of the greatest places on earth. And is it? So every single tourism board makes every single city sound fantastic. Um, I would not have Champaign in my top five things to do in Illinois uh, list. I won't lie to you about that. <laughs> but for, for the, the university is fantastic. Like I, I can't argue with the university. I work at some of the top students in the country. Um, we're like the number five or six business, like public business school in the United States. Uh, my friends and my, my, my friends, in my office. Yes, they, they, they do know me, but since the pandemic, a lot of things went online. So not everyone's back in the office yet, so not everybody, so not everybody has, has missed me as much as I think they would. Well, Mark, it's been terrific to talk to you. And listen, everybody, if you want to uh, track down what Mark is up to, it's very easy. Just go to waltersworld.com. The tricky thing here is that it's W-O-L-T-E-R-S world.com. Walters with an O. Dot com and you will find um, plenty of honest travel advice. And of course, we'd be delighted to hear your travel advice too. You can tweet us at you should have BT or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash you should have been there and leave us an audio message. But uh, for now, um, from me, Simon Calder and uh, me, Mick Webb, goodbye. Goodbye. So thanks for having me on, Simon and Mick. I really appreciate it. It's been fun talking to you. Um, And yeah, if anyone wants to find us, they can also find us on all the social medias at Walter's World as well. Mm